0: Well, hey there, hi there, ho there, happy Friday to you all. I'm Todd Brinker, this is Back from the Brink, and it is Friday, the 19th of March, 2021 uh aaron will be joining us in just a minute and i believe this is episode 219 219 already and uh so i hope you're enjoying it and and joining in with us um uh just as a heads up we're probably going to go a little short today i uh woke up with just some back pain and it's uncomfortable for me to sit up here in my studio and uh and so i am going to uh Go on with the show, but uh, yeah, if you hear me moan and groan a little bit, it's because I'm a baby and it hurts. Um, So... I have a Weber kettle. We were talking earlier uh, with Adam Russell on our radio show about uh, you know con- company American companies, and I, I always like to point to Weber because I w- I'm still stunned that there was a part that broke on my grill. And I have a charcoal grill, but at the time it was their top-end charcoal grill with a, uh, a gas ignition so that you would put, pile your charcoal in the middle, and then you'd push a button, and propane would then light a fire and light the charcoal briquettes for you. And so you used a little bit of propane. It was a tiny tank, but at least you could, you know, you could use that to then light your charcoal, and it was great. And, and I, I, a part broke. And so I just thought, well, hey, I'll call. They have an 800 number that says call twenty four seven three sixty five. 365 So I call this number, and I fully expected to get, you know, a service center, you know, outsourced somewhere because that's generally what you get. And I got some guy sitting in Atlanta, Georgia uh, on, on a 4th of July, uh, I'm like, what a great way to spend your holiday at work, huh? Um, hope they're paying him well. But anyway, he uh, he not only uh, identified what the issue was, but the um, uh, he basically put the part in the mail for me, and it was no charge. And it was it was a little adapter because um, the propane tank mine needed to be refilled, and I went to go refill it, and it didn't have the right kind of nozzle. And apparently, there's an adapter available, and he just put it in the mail. I said, here you go and that way you're set, and uh, and I was just stunned, not only did I get somebody who I could explain exactly what was going on, it was somebody who really knew the grill really well, knew all the parts and pieces on it, and identified my issue, and, and what was the solution to it, and a couple days later, I had that, so that day, I had to start my charcoal the old-fashioned way, uh, but um, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, we had a perfectly good fourth of july barbecue and a couple days later then the part showed up and so anyway i went to the weber kettle website and i don't have the best grill anymore here's aaron hey there so i was talking a little bit about weber kettle grills because i had mentioned them when we were talking to adam russell earlier and uh and just sharing my story about you know calling them on the fourth of july saying hey um my, my particular grill is a charcoal grill, but it has a small propane tank, and you can use the propane to ignite the charcoal. So that's how you light your charcoal. You just pile it in there and then uh, hit a button, and the propane comes on, or you know, it lights, it's, uh, lights up and, and gets the charcoal started. Then you turn off the propane. And my propane tank was empty, and I went to go fill it up, and it, the adapter, the connector, didn't work. And so I called so so for the 4th of July, I just looked the charcoal the old-fashioned way, but then I called the um, uh, their 800 number that's you know says services available 247365 and I went, okay, I'll just call them and I fully expected to get a service center somewhere. And I got a guy sitting in 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 uh, I think it was uh, Atlanta, Georgia who not only uh, was here in the United States, but fully understood the grill and all the parts and pieces on it, and uh, and you could buy every part. You could buy the the parts and assemble the grill if you wanted to. Um, but that particular adapter, he goes, yeah, that that's a free item we ship out if you need it. And so he put it in the mail, and three days later, I had it, and have never looked never looked back. Yeah, I just so I I looked at their website. And uh, my grill used to be sort of their top-of-the-line one because it's kind of in this little stainless steel cart with the propane thing and a place to keep your charcoal. And, and, uh, and it was, you know, a schmancy grill that, that was a, um, uh, like a housewarming gift from my in-laws. And I think at the time, and, and granted mine is probably coming up on 20 years old <laughs> and still works great, um, it was uh, like $450, $500. It was not a cheap grill. It was an expensive grill. And, uh, you know, cause it was, it's their regular kettle grill, but it's in this special cart and then it's got the propane ignition and stuff. But I mean, the grill itself is just the same old kettle grill, right? Um, you know, I think it's a 22 inch round, just like every other kettle, you know, whoever I think they, they do make a jumbo one that's like three feet across if you're grilling for a football team or something. Um, but they now have one that they call the summit charcoal grill and get this the Summit charcoal grill also has a cart it looks a lot like mine it's just the grill itself has changed $2000 yeah and it's still a charcoal grill basically what it does what it looks like to me is it's their version of the uh the big green egg grill it's a ceramic kettle which holds in the heat and and it's a much deeper kettle than the uh than the standard one and so i went online i'm comparing the two you know, to say, well, which is better? Because the big green egg is popular for people who have the money to spend. I think the big green egg starts at about fifteen hundred dollars, and then it's got like a modular system, so you can build whatever kind of cart you want attached to it, and um, and so it can quickly go up to you know two thousand or more as well. Um, but they both have uh, the same uh, size grilling space, and they're both designed for doing uh, low heat. Long time smoking of things, so you can you know you know get all those carcinogens into your meat really you know efficiently. <laughs> yeah, the review I'm I'm here saying is that the they feel like the the Weber has the advantage in a couple ways, and in, in that's inconvenience. They said that it reaches its temperature more quickly and recovers more quickly from heat loss after you open the lid. So something about the way it manages its heat. It has a quick ignite system, which they said is very uh, convenient, and then it has their uh patented one touch cleaning system which is the little blades in the bottom that you can slide back and forth and get your ashes out the bottom of it which all of which the green egg doesn't have and so they said for the money they prefer at least this particular reviewer prefers the the weber summit but other than that he said they're very similar in terms of just their actual cooking and he said the big green egg is uh um uh that there's a lot of accessories that you have to buy if you want to customize it um but and, and that makes it incredibly heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the nice thing, too, is, you know, over the years, if the plastic wheel cracks, you can order a new plastic wheel. In fact, I think um, uh, Home Depot even has in stock a lot of replacement parts, you know, like the actual grill surface. You can replace the grill surface. You can replace the wheels. You can replace the handles. Um, they they support the thing so that you can keep it for a lifetime. Because, uh, let's face it, the kettle itself, if, you know, it's, it's heavy-duty steel, it's going to last a long time, uh, you know, as long as you... Uh, don't let it um, you know, get rusty, right? And uh yeah, I, I absolutely adore my Weber kettle. We were given one as a as a gift uh when we got married and I used it for a long time and then uh when we when we uh moved into our house um wow in the nineties, it was uh um we were upgraded. I think we used it. It was probably the the original one was probably 10 years old at that point. And, uh, and I still have that one too, by the way. So I have a backup grill in case my other one ever, you know, or if I need to cook more, like if we're doing, you know, a Turkey and a ham, we're smoking lots of food or, or, or have a big group over. You remember we had big groups over. (laughs) Remember that way back when, if we ever do that again, I've got two grills to go. And yeah, I think, you know, I mean, this isn't like, uh, you know, the Weber podcast, but boy, um, uh, you know, from from everything I've seen in my interactions with them, uh, great company and great products. So, go Weber. Yeah, yeah. And, and not to knock the Big Green Egg people either because, um, you know, I just don't have experience with them. Um, uh, I was just comparing them because the uh, the new Weber looks a lot like a Big Green Egg. And it, it, in terms of the actual grilling, it's the first time I've seen them do a charcoal grill that wasn't their original kettle. You know, it's it's a ceramic kettle that looks much more like the Big Green Egg. So that's why I was comparing. But I don't know anything about them as a company. So, uh, But I know people who have those things love them. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we have a brother-in-law who has one. Hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a manly thing, although there are some great women grill masters out there and, and barbecue uh, people, uh, you know, if you're into that. Um, I'm going to take a little credit because I've been the Weber guy for a long time, and I know um, various people around our family have had, uh, uh, you know, gas grills over the years and almost... I won't say almost all of them, but, but I know of at least three family members who now have, they may still have the gas grill, but they have a, uh, a charcoal grill, uh, either a Weber or, and I know one has a big green egg brother-in-law, uh, largely because they like the way that, uh, you know, my smoked turkey and, and, and my grill works. So they've, they've had my smoked stuff and they went and said, I want to do that too. Um, and so I'll, uh, I'll take a little pat on the back there myself and, uh, and say, yeah, uh. Here's to spreading carcinogens and smoking your meats. <laughs> it's so it's so good. yeah, yeah, it's not an everyday thing. It's not like I'm eating you know a, a smoked meat every day of the week. So um, I don't right, yeah, I don't I don't feel bad about that, you know. Um, you know, it's like well, if, if if you're gonna take risks with eating things, that, I mean, you know, like like we said once before, you know, anything, can be bad for you if depending on the quantity of it right and it's like you know in moderation i think you can safely eat some meat that's been cooked over a fire um humans have been doing that for a long long time so so i think we're okay i think we're okay there but where do you want to go what's going to be your first dine-in restaurant start planning it. I love on shows and I have, um, yeah, they've been, cause they have a patio and then they set up stuff in their, in their parking lot. They've been doing um, patio dining for quite a while. And, uh, and we have several times in this last year, gone over and gotten food to bring home from there, even though it's a bit of a drive to get it back home. Um, you know, and you, you think about that when you're getting food from someplace else, you don't want it to be too far away. Cause by the time it gets home, it's all cold and then you got to heat everything back up and you know it's still really good but it's just a little different when you have to do that sometimes so um but yeah i love supporting them local restaurant locally owned and one of my favorite places to eat so that that'll be on my list Mhm Mhm Yeah yeah. Well, you, like I like to, um, like di- have a diverse taste, you know, a diverse palate. And so, um, I, I yeah, there's also a, a local, uh, um, uh, uh, Indian restaurant here that I've done takeout with a couple times. Um, uh, actually to tell you the truth, that's a place that I usually do takeout because it's not the, you know, it's not a fine dining restaurant. It's, it's a, um, it's a, uh, uh, Primarily uh, set up for for takeaway food as opposed to sit down although they have a seating area inside which obviously hasn't been being used for a while but uh, even before COVID when I ate there I usually grabbed the food and left and ate it somewhere else but uh, um, yeah I like going there. My wife doesn't particularly care for Indian food so I I would go there on my own for lunch or um, uh, whenever uh, one of my daughters was visiting because they both like it so we would go there. Uh, I don't disagree with you at all. That's that's yummy stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just a it's a different set of spices that we're used to here. You know, living in the Southwest, we're used to things having sort of a, uh, a Native American uh, m- uh, Hispanic influence. Right. So there's, you know, p- peppers and, and uh, beans and rice. And it's just there's a certain flavor profile that we find, you know, in our comfort zone and the indian food is nice to get something that's outside that that's just a different flavor palette that's really good so yeah I re- mm-hmm, yeah i remember um at one point in time i was a a notary and i was going to do a signing for a um some uh somebody's real estate purchase so I went to their home, um, because I was like a mobile notary. And uh uh you know, after they invited me in, the first thing I they, I mean just, you're just hit with this smell of all these spices. They were uh you know, it was middle of the day, but the dinner was already cooking, you know, because it was simmering all day long in these pots. And oh my gosh, the smell was so good. I was like, I was immediately I, I hadn't I had already eaten earlier, but it was like I was immediately hungry. It was like oh Oh uh, yeah, it's like I'm sorry, I can't do this. I'm slobbering all over the paper. No, wasn't quite that bad, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Food TV, our food radio, food radio, food podcast, food. Yeah, we're food talky talk, you know. It's funny because it's on my uh, on my Skype connection to the radio station. It says KCAA TV on it, and I'm uh huh, uh huh, right. Ah uh, stream live streams or, or recordings, yeah, 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 that happens. I know um a lot of podcasts that uh get pulled down for for that or for playing bits of you know like even if you're doing a commentary on something um you know as a as news or something like that because there's news podcasts and stuff that very often if you play a clip of something they will um pull you down youtube's uh very well you know the, i think part of it is is that they've got algorithms that that scan for certain uh you know sounds and stuff and so it's done automatically and in some cases you can you can uh if you can show that you have a right or that they, that it was fair use because you were commenting on something and you played less than 8 seconds of it then it's fine to use it through fair use but uh um you know they pull down first, and then and then we'll relent later if you can prove that it was a fair use of the of the of the clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and for those who used to say, "Oh, it's impossible them for them to check all this stuff," it's going through. No, it's not. It's all going through their servers. They can run algorithms against all that stuff. You know, that's what Google does to extract out all kinds of information about people. And 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 uh, and Google owns Face YouTube rather, and so it's you know it's no the computer they've got the computers now. I mean, they can identify people walking through the airport. You know, it's it's they can certainly identify pictures i mean why do you think google has a uh, google photos it's so that they have a giant database of photos on which to test their photo recognition and be- make it better and better and better um you know that's why they created the product because it provides them with a, you know a test base for more and more data so and they're not only scanning the photo to see who it is they're scanning the photo to see what's in the background And so, you know, if they see goldfish or a fishbowl in the background, you'll start getting ads about fish food and fish care and fish, you know, things like that. I mean, they're they're that level of sophistication. So. So not only are the Chinese, we talked earlier about the Chinese and the American um, delegation uh, meeting and having a terse exchange. But uh, Vladimir Putin has had a very terse exchange, sort of non real time with uh, President Biden as well. And in fact, has. Challenged. I don't know why it's a challenge. I would say it's more, of, you know, why wouldn't it be an invitation? But but apparently there's a challenge. I guess that's how they've decided to, to phrase it here in the headline. I hate that. Uh, to a conversation. And it's like, okay, so two leaders of two big countries sit down and talk. That's not uncommon. Why they're calling it a... Uh, A challenge. I don't know. But apparently um, in a conversation with somebody um, on on, a news agency, Biden uh, was asked if he felt like uh, uh, Putin was, you know, a killer. And he said yes, because of the things that their country has done, which is usually a little bit outside the political realm. Most uh, leaders of countries don't accuse other leaders of countries of being killers. Um, you know, Biden's going to say, well, I'm a straight shooter. That's how I see it. And Putin's going to be obviously responding by going, uh, I wish you good health is basically what he said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He did a press conference. Yeah, he did one. Yeah, yeah, 50 days. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the the idea of trying to, you know, get friendly questions and friendly news people, that's that's not uncommon for presidents. All of them try to do that. Some to more better degrees than others. Yeah. President Trump only held one press conference conference in his entire first year. So, I mean, it's not unprecedented. So, well, let's be as reported by USA Today, uh, and it was on 2017. So it was the after his first year and he had held one press conference. Yeah, I'll share the article with you. But, uh, oops, dang it. I hate that. When I move my mouse forward and I bump something on my desk and it, then it clicks my mouse and I have no idea where my mouse was when it clicked and then things start popping up on my screen. <laughs> it's like, I... <"Ay!" laughs> So. um, Yeah, there Um, the. um, Let's see, previous presidents, Bill Clinton had 11, George H.W. Bush had 27, Ronald Reagan had six, Jimmy Carter had 22, Gerald Ford had four, but he only served from August to December in his first year, um, which that doesn't make sense at all. Oh, oh, that was the, but, but I thought he was in for more than just like six months. I thought he was in for almost two years, just shy of being, um, yeah. So his first year would be 12 months from whenever he started. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I'm mistaken. I'm not sure on that one either. And then Nixon had six. So, so yeah. Anyway, um, Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just like, uh. so, um, yeah, other things going on in the world. Um, Lakers won last night, go Lakers. Um, so the Derek Chauvin trials going on and, uh, they're, they're having difficulty, um, finding jurors who haven't seen all of the news about like the, the, uh, city gave $27 million to George Floyd's family. And, uh, both sides, both the prosecutor and the defense, said that that's prejudicing, prejudicing the, uh, the jury. And so, uh, but the judge has said, but, but, you know, we've already gone this far and got everything set up. I don't want to, like, delay it or, or put it off. So they're, they're doing their best to try to find people who are um, uh, going to be able to sit in jury for that trial. They did dismiss two of the jurors who came out and said, yeah, clearly, if they've given them that money, then they feel like they were in the wrong. Um, but that, you know, could also just be a, a political move on the part of the city to say, if we don't, you know, do something, these people lost their, their, uh, lost their child, brother, son, etc. So, um, I don't know. It's... Um, uh. Today, I guess, Friday, today, they're supposed to be trying to select two final uh, jurors to serve as alternates because the two alternates that they had stepped up to fill the two places for people who left, but now they have to replace the alternates in case they lose another juror during the course of the uh, trial. It really would be, because I've heard mixed, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, mixed uh, pieces of information about this, like apparently... The, the process of detaining somebody by putting your knee on the back of their neck is what they're taught in their training up, uh, for their police officers. And so if that's the case, he did what he was trained to do. Now, the question is, you know, is, you know, what was it, 8 minutes and 24 seconds? Is that a little, you know, is that beyond detaining somebody? Also, the I can't breathe, which they have him on video saying... Apparently, they've also got video from from the body cams on a couple of the police officers. And he was saying that when he was standing up. In fact, when he was sitting in his car and they first um, uh, approached him, he was saying, I can't breathe. And I've heard another thing saying that he had um, a um, what's that really, really bad uh, opiate that's out there, the, the one that's worse than fentanyl. Thank you that he had fentanyl uh, in his system at a level that would uh, that would kill most people. And so, you know, if that is the case and that comes out in, in, the, in the trial, I can understand how they might then come back and say, well, he was uh, less culpable than, than it appeared. And then I can see, you know, marching in the streets. People will be upset because it'll be another cop who didn't get punished for doing something to a black man. Um, you know, it's just it's it's a very difficult situation to understand because you want the man to have a fair trial and and you want the jurors to 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 listen to what's going on and say you know is he is he acting outside the law in when he when he was detaining this man and was that causative of his death so um you know i don't know yeah i think the the interesting thing like you said would be to sit on that trial and actually hear what the real evidence is and what and, and and have both sides really try to explain what really happened Um, because you know we're getting a a news filtered version which we're both very distrustful of (laughs) right right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't either, because, you know, in that in that mad rush to get be first to post it and to get clicks and and, and to get, uh, you know, eyeballs on their their websites and their newspapers and their their television shows, they take what you know, the word of somebody on the street as if that was fact. And they report it as if it was fact, you know, you know, from reports say, well, even if they do, they you know, three days later, they go, by the way, the other day we were wrong. Sorry about that. And next up. You know, Cardi B uh, gets a new tattoo. And and you're like, huh? <laughs> what? You know, I mean, I was flipping through news just to see if there was something to talk about. And actually, they, you know, they, this is on a, a news page that they're actually reporting that Billie Eilish reveals the wig that she wore for two months while going blonde. So she has a wig that has her hair that, that made her hair look like it had been with the green on top and the black down below. Um, and that she's been faking it the whole time. So that way she could, you know, go out in public and they would see somebody who looks like her, but she has blonde hair. So that can't be her right. Smart on her part. In fact, if I were her, I wouldn't have told anybody publicly about that, but maybe it leaked out. So she decided to make it like, you know, take advantage of that and use that for marketing. But, uh, but you know, again, so, (laughs) you know, (laughs) It's like those rumors that, you know, Michael Jackson used to dress up as an old woman and go to Disneyland. And so he could walk around in public because he looked like an old woman. And I'm like, okay, so? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Great. Yeah. 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 They get up, they brush their teeth, they put their pants on, they poop, they eat some breakfast. It's a morning. Like everybody else. Like everybody else. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and he waited 50 days. No, 46, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So the issue wasn't that that uh, how many they would had or what it was just he he waited a long time before he did his first one. And I don't disagree with you. After getting some pressure, right? I I, I don't disagree with you. I think that he doesn't speak well off the cuff. He and he's always been even you know I. As an elderly man, he frames his thoughts a little more slowly. I think than he would have when he was younger, but even when he was younger, he bum fumbled around and, and you know it's like, where's the point? where's the oh the points over here you know because he would he would talk forever. Um, in the uh, in the plan speech that he did the other day, I felt like the whole first half of it was him going going on and on and on telling us, well, it's been tough, you know we've had a tough year and then he, and he just basically said it's been a tough year 57 different ways. And I'm like, okay, get on with it. Why am I listening to you? You Is there something going, you know, and he then did get to the point in the second half. But it was like, uh, you know, that's that's Joe Biden. I mean, (laughs) that's who he is. Um, It's just frustrating. You know, it's frustrating, but it's frustrating in a different way. You know, when when President Trump was there, he would spend, you know, the first chunk of his time talking in front of the press, telling people how wonderful he was and how terrible everybody else was. And then he'd get to the point. So, you know each president has to play to their own personality right <laughs> you know cuz they're just people just like just like the, the the other famous stuff they're just people you know um maybe next time around we'll get somebody who's not geriatric running for president well we had people who were not geriatric running for nobody wanted to vote for him apparently uh we want them to be not crazy and not geriatric at the same time which i understand is asking a lot <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a long list. Those two items are a long list when it comes to politicians. <laughs> hmm Again, it's interesting it's really interesting to see how the rest of the world perceives this, right? And it's like, why are you running these really really old men? <laughs> it's like, that's that's the pick. So, huh? that's the best you guys could do. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're certainly not the first and won't be the last one that's pointed to how most presidents look when they come in versus how when they go out. And most of them have have visibly aged uh, at the end of their tenure because of the stresses of the job. And if they and if they don't, then I would I would put forth that they're probably not taking the job very seriously. or They're not doing it particularly well because the the burden of of uh, running a country uh, this size and how it interacts with the rest of the world is is stressful. You know, and if you and if you're not stressing about the, the decisions you're making, then you may be not doing them right, because it's you, you know, you it's, it's a difficult thing and it has high impact on lots of people. And very often presidents are making decisions that have, you know, very direct impact on on lives. You know, I mean, just look at, for instance, what's going on at the border now and what was going on at the border in the pre- previous, you know, two or three presidencies, um, you know, that impacts human beings very directly and our policy has a, you know, uh, uh, can change lives significantly. And, you know, that's on the president. That's on the president. President's the one who has to say, you know, we're going to commit troops to places, you know, and, and that means that there's lives at stake sometimes. And that's, that's a difficult decision to make. Watch the West wing. You'll understand what I mean. (laughs) I do too. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And I know you, like I, have watched it more than once uh, all the way through. Um, uh... Oh, I loved season one. To me, I thought season one was the whole reason that the show uh, caught on the way it did was because of how they went into it. But yeah, I really like season one. I didn't care for season four five-ish right in there. But then it really got good again for six, seven. Like four to five and a half <laughs> didn't do much for me. But, uh, mm-hmm. who's that? Oh, really? You don't like her? Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was, uh, a med student who was, uh, acting as a, um, uh sex worker basically as a and a, as an escort a high-end escort oh no oh right 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 I'm sorry yeah that was Sam um uh Josh the um yeah 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 the blonde that was um oh right right there you go yeah yeah right. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It took me a while to remember back all because I haven't watched it this year. So um, it's but I have watched it through several times. Um, you know, I, I think she was supposed to be annoying, though. That was sort of the the personality of the character. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Josh didn't like her either. Right. Because he was basically, no, don't bring her on. He didn't want her to come on it, you know, and they ended up hiring her. And he was saying anybody but Mandy. Anybody? There's a whole episode where that when there's anybody but Mandy, anybody but Mandy, and then they hire Mandy. Everybody knew except him, and then they had to break it to Josh. Yeah, we hired Mandy. He's like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, and um uh, yeah, Janelle Maloney was his um uh secretary, basically. And she yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that banter of them, you know, early on though was so well written. Um, you know, that's the whole thing about the, the that whole series is the, the 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 sort of uh you know the the, the uh the walk and talk and then the, the banter amongst them. You know, which is in a lot of shows, you skip over the banter and get to the, the meat of conversations. And this show was all about the banter, about like the, the struggle to, un, you know, to how do we react to this and how do we how what's the right way to handle that? And and uh, and that's what made it interesting. I, um, you know, I have enjoyed um, ow, um, a lot of shows like that. Um you know that um sorkin has done i, I actually really like sports night um you know it it wasn't on as long and wasn't as popular but it was basically like an espn sports show is what it was based on and uh and uh it was great robert guillaume was sort of the managing editor and he was great people remember him as uh benson on the on the And he was also on uh, Soap Is actually where the character Benson started So he was on Soap for the first year or two And then then they spun him off into his own show Because the character was so popular But uh, Anywho um, Yeah We did And I warned people on the front end That we might cut it a little short But uh, good conversation uh, trumped pain So uh, And actually I think it's starting to loosen up a little bit As I sit here and kind of stretch and move in my chair So that's a good thing. So, uh, anyway, thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great weekend. We will be back on Monday, and uh, we hope to have you listening in then. I'm Todd Brinker. (laughs) That's all right. Thank you.